Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at Factset, and welcome to this week's edition of the Factset Earnings Insight Podcast. The Factset Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the Factset Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for S&P 500 companies and is available each week on the Factset website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, and then discuss our topic of the week, which is the election and S&P 500 companies. Our companies in the index discussing the election on their third quarter earnings calls. But first, let's provide an update for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. At this point in time, the percentage of S&P 500 companies beating earnings estimates for the third quarter and the magnitude of the earnings beats are at or near record levels. As a result, the index was reporting higher earnings for the third quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the third quarter. Despite the increase in earnings, the index is still reporting the third largest year-over-year decline in earnings since the third quarter of 2009, mainly due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries within the index. However, the S&P 500 is projected to report year-over-year earnings growth starting in the first quarter of 2021. Overall, 64% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the third quarter to date. Of these companies, 86% have reported actual earnings above estimates, which is well above the five-year average of 73%. If 86% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies reporting a positive earnings surprise since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. In aggregate, these companies are reporting earnings that are 19.3% above the estimates, which is also above the five-year average of 5.6%. If 19.3% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the second largest earnings surprise percentage reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008, trailing only the 23.1% earnings surprise percentage recorded in the previous quarter. Due to the number and magnitude of these positive earnings surprises, The blended earnings decline for the third quarter is smaller now relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the third quarter. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing the fact that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. As of today, the S&P 500 is reporting a year-over-year decline in earnings of 9.8% compared to a year-over-year decline in earnings of 16.6% last week and a year-over-year decline in earnings of 21.1% at the end of the third quarter. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors, led by the communication services and consumer discretionary sectors, were responsible for the decrease in the overall earnings decline during the past week. If 9.8% is the actual decline for the quarter, it will mark the third largest year-over-year decline in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2009, trailing only the previous two quarters. It will also mark the sixth time in the past seven quarters in which the index has reported a year-over-year decline in earnings. Four sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth, led by the healthcare sector. Seven sectors are reporting a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the energy, industrials, and consumer discretionary sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts predict a year-over-year decline in earnings of 11.2% in the fourth quarter. However, they also project a return to earnings growth of 14.5%, in the first quarter of 2021. The 4-12-month P.E. ratio is 20.6, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the upcoming week, 126 S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. 
So to summarize the key takeaways of the third quarter earnings season to date, earnings reported by S&P 500 companies, particularly those in the financial sector, have exceeded estimates by or near record levels. Despite the much better than expected earnings, the index is still reporting the third largest year-over-year decline in earnings in 10 years due to the impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Earnings growth is expected to return in 2021. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is the election and the S&P 500. During each corporate earnings season, it's not unusual for companies to comment on domestic or international events that may have an impact on earnings for future quarters. Given the uncertainty of the upcoming presidential election in the United States, how many S&P 500 companies have commented on the election during their earnings conference calls for the third quarter? How does this number compare to the previous presidential election in 2016? And have any S&P 500 companies discussed specific government policies in conjunction with the election? Well, to answer the first question, facts that search for the term election in the conference call transcripts of the 212 S&P 500 companies that conducted third quarter earnings calls from September 15th through October 28th to see if the term was mentioned during the call. The term election was mentioned during the earnings conference calls of 73 S&P 500 companies, or approximately 34% of the S&P 500 companies that had conducted earnings calls during this period. At the sector level, the financials and industrial sectors had the highest number of companies in which the term election was discussed during their earnings call for the third quarter during this period. To answer the second question on how the numbers compared to the previous election, facts that search for the term election in the conference call transcripts of the 284 S&P 500 companies that had conducted third quarter earnings conference calls from September 15th of 2016 through October 28th of 2016 to see if the term was mentioned during the call. The term election was mentioned during the earnings conference calls of 56 S&P 500 companies, or approximately 20% of the companies that had conducted earnings calls in 2016 during this period. Thus, through October 28th, a higher number and a higher percentage of S&P 500 companies had discussed the election during their earnings calls in the third quarter of 2020 relative to the same point in time in the third quarter of 2016. At the sector level, the industrials and financial sectors recorded the largest increases in the number of companies mentioning election during their earnings calls for the third quarter of 2020 compared to the third quarter of 2016, while the communication services and real estate sectors recorded the largest decreases in the number of companies mentioning election during their earnings calls for the third quarter of 2020 compared to the third quarter of 2016. To answer the third question on specific policies, facts that looked at the context in which the term election was mentioned during these 73 earnings conference calls in 2020 to see if any specific policy areas were referenced in conjunction with the term. The government policy that was cited by the highest number of S&P 500 companies in conjunction with the election was tax policy, with 18 of the 73 companies, or 25%, discussing this policy area. At the sector level, the sector with the highest number of S&P 500 companies discussing taxes in conjunction with the election was the financial sector. After tax policy, stimulus and regulations were the next two policy areas cited by the highest number of S&P 500 companies in conjunction with comments about the election. It should be noted that nearly all S&P 500 companies continued to discuss COVID-19 on their earnings calls. However, most companies did not directly discuss COVID-19 in the context of the election and government policy outside of stimulus. When the pandemic was discussed in conjunction with the election, it was discussed by most S&P 500 companies as another area of uncertainty or risk along with the election, 
rather than in terms of specific government policies. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music.